0: Welcome, 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 welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host Eric Compton, aka Mister Town Business, and as always, I just want to show love and show gratitude and thank everybody for listening to this podcast. I know it's been down and down and out for a couple of weeks or so. Um, you know, I've been going through certain personal things, and you know, sometimes you just need to take a take a mental break. Uh, but this platform is available, or this podcast is available on all platforms wherever you get your podcast. So if it's uh, Google, Spotify, Anchor, <coughs> excuse me, Apple, wherever you get your pod- uh, podcast, it is available there. So. You know, just Google it up, S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S, and you'll find us right there. You can also check me out on Instagram at Money comp. You can also find us on the Twitterverse at Sports Business. Um, you can find us there. You can also email the show, sportsbusiness at gmail.com. You can also check out the website, sportsbusiness.com. Uh, check out for updates and all that good jazz as well. So, man, whew, I, I had a show slated. Um, usually in the morning, I kind of go through my Twitter and, See what's trending, and I kind of go through <clears throat> different different outlets and see what my my show is going to be. And I start writing notes down, you know, as soon as I get up or throughout the day. I start adding and adding and adding. By the time I get ready to record the show, I'm ready to kind of put together some stuff. But um, I woke up first thing this morning and, and I saw the the bulletin or the alert, the notification that came on my phone that said that Simone Biles had, had dropped out of the women's team gymnastics due to an injury. And I was like, man, uh, you know, first, first and foremost, I was like, is she okay? You know, and I, I think about all of the tricks that she does based off the fact that she's such an amazing gymnastics female, not only a gymnastics per- athlete, but just an athlete in general that the theme, she's graded on the male's curve. Um, a lot of the tricks that she does or the, the attempts that she makes, those are graded on the male's curve because the, she, she's too good to be judged by the female standard So um, I, I was thinking that she was attempting Like never before seen tricks that they were talking about And I know that she kind of started off rough a few few nights ago And you know uh, So I thought it was some, something physical wise that, that could have gotten her down and out But um, I started doing a little bit more digging A little bit more digging A little bit more digging And before news had even broke out I got word that um it was a mental health issue and it sounds like she was going through an anxiety attack um, and, and she just couldn't she couldn't pull the trigger and, and, and show out and and perform perform at, the, at by far the biggest uh, stage of her career. Um, so so immediately, you know, you, you begin to start feeling, you know, you start worrying about um You know is it physical and then that when you hear it's mental then you then then my heart sank even more because you just don't know how it how it can trigger someone so um you know what i say that saying that i still don't know what to make of this um you know i I looked around and you know she said all the, the whatever she was going through she she went through it and and you know i i feel my heart goes out to her but then i just got to thinking about other things like you know, you know, could COVID have had, you know, being the fact that she was supposed to, well, basically the Olympics are supposed to be last year and the fact that she had all of this pressure built up for her for an additional year and they kind of threw this Olympics together at the last minute where we really didn't know until the opening ceremonies if this Olympic Games was really going to happen or not. So you put all of that together and then the layoff between, you know, going through your morning workout all the way to about five or six hours later to your actual showtime, you know, and the whole... Country. Now, you know, the whole country is depending on you um, to to, to be that. And then I also thought about um, the Larry Nasser situation over there in Michigan State. Um, She's the last of that camp of the the Gymnastics Federation that came out of that horrible situation. She's the last of the Mohicans, so she's got that that she's riding on. So. Um, it, 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 I still don't know what to make of it. I just hope that she gets the help that she needs or she takes the pause for the cause. Is this the last time we ever even speak of Simone Biles and not to mention, she's only 24 years old. Um, so she has literally her whole entire life in front of her. And, um, I'm glad that she, she checked herself out now and she can start looking at things outside of gymnastics because, you know, she's got her whole world to look over to and, you know, she's got a lot to look out for. So, um, and I, it kind of leads me to this whole Olympics, you know, we had Naomi Osaka, she lost and she was saying the same thing that she holds. She she, she had so much pressure built up on her, especially with, you know, her to- lighting the torch for, for Japan, um, that that was a big deal. She had taken a couple of breaks between the French Open as well as Wimbledon to deal with her anxiety and things like that um so it's it's been a lot um we know demar Derozan has spoken about it paul george has spoken about it kevin love has been very very vocal about mental health aware mental ish mental health awareness i should say um i think about a lot of the veterans that go through the same thing they go through combat tours you know so many combat tours for 20 some odd years they get out and they, they don't know what to do because that's all they've been doing and you know they sometimes they they pull the plug and they go through suicide uh, attempts or they even actually are that uh, completed and actually commit suicide so um, <clears throat> you being able to to have that self accountability and have it raise your hand and say hey I'm not right and for her to be able to do it at the biggest stage of it all you know I hope it sheds light and says that hey you know it's okay to be not okay um, and, and uh, I, my heart goes out to her and then Osaka you know uh, Kevin Love even checked out but that was for a hamstring injury but you know i just don't know what to make of this and then also i was just thinking about just the olympics in general um i feel like this olympics has just been i want to say superficial but it's been very very interesting um and i don't know if it's just because the us is just i don't know i feel like the team usa in general has just they've just been very very flat and i don't know if that's because they just um, have they had literally a year, an extra year to prepare and they just didn't, they weren't able to utilize that training um, you also have the Team USA men's basketball team that just seems very, very lethargic uh, who would have thought Drew Holiday who came off of a plane 24 hours before their first game ends up being their leading score, um, where they do that at, so it, it's just very interesting you had Katie Ledecky who's, who's you know, who was supposed to be the the female Michael Phelps and she's falling flat. Um, it's just been very, very int- odd. It's been an odd Olympics. Uh, you know, you try to make the most out of it and try to enjoy the games, but I mean, the, the IOC needs to, to take a deep look in themselves and I know it's a very, very um, corrupted business and I did a little bit more research today about them. And you know, one of the reasons why that Paris and, and Los Angeles are able to get the next two games was because, for the next two Olympic bids, it was only Paris and LA that actually put bids and nobody else has really wanted to deal with the IOC and, and Tokyo right now is dealing with the backlash. Um, hence why Melbourne is 2032. I believe those games, they were the only team, they were the only city in the world that put a bid in to compete for the Olympics. So it's just interesting. And you know, I don't know who can take a look hard look into the IOC, but it's, they need some, they got some questions that they need to answer to and it, it, they, they need to figure it out. But, just feel like this whole entire Olympics has just been very very um, flat uh, per se, and I don't know if it's because of the fans. And it's going to be very very interesting next week when track and field starts. That's going to be the one where it's going to be very very eerie. So I don't know. Just this Olympics has found found I found it to be um, interesting, weird, um, just just all different types of adjectives I can use. But it's definitely not been one of the more memorable olympics just to, to come off the blacks, i should say so um you know i started thinking about things to put together for the show but i got the first notification so i had to move things around um but i hope that everybody who's dealing with mental issues mental health it's, it's a big deal please seek out and get the help that you need hell email the show i'll even try to help you out as much as i can um, so everybody needs that and everybody needs to know that it's okay not to be okay um, but switching gears, and this has been on, on, on my, on my uh, radar for a while now, <clears throat> and I went out to dinner last night with a family member who's actually going to college um, th- Friday. Um, she's going to, I forgot, I want to say it's a University of North Colorado on a scholarship to play soccer. And I was kind of just joking around and I kind of said, hey, so now that college players are able to get play, pay, uh, paid, are you going to start selling your jerseys and, and autograph them? And she actually had no idea that you can actually start selling your own merchandise <clears throat> or kind of, you know, use your name, player likeness um, to make to, to make a profit. And it leads me to, to Texas and, and, and Oklahoma um, leaving the Big 12 and actually trying to get into the SEC. They formally let the Big 12 know today that they're leaving. They're going to be leaving at the end or be, uh, 2025 is when the contract is up and they're trying to get over to the SEC. Um, looks like the SEC they would need 11 out of the 14 schools to approve this, um, meaning that you're looking at two of probably 10 to 15, two of the top 10 to 15 schools in the nation as far as revenue that that gets together. You're looking at you're looking at that, um, and, and the SEC. I mean, if we're keeping it all the way 100, I mean that's probably the junior NFL breeding ground outside of the big, big 12. Oh, I'm sorry, the big 10. So, um, you know, people are going ask me, what's my take on it? Um, here's the thing. Texas and Oklahoma leaving the big 12 basically puts the big 12 out of commission. So I'm, I've heard that, you know, the remaining schools out of the big 12 will try to merge together with the PAC 12. I mean, OK, I don't see how USC would want to be playing TCU or Oklahoma State all like that or Iowa State. I don't know how geog- geographically that works, but I mean, OK, um, <clears throat> that, that that's cool. Um, and then also I was just looking at Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. And, you know, how does that help out? Now, what I will say this, I think it is a good recruiting tactic to kind of keep away those. You know, Nick Saban's and the Auburn's as well as um, the UGA's Georgia kind of gets them out of the Texas breeding ground because now it's a good recruiting tactic to be like, hey, the head coach of Texas. I can't think of his name right now um, can come over there and just say, hey, why? You know, you don't have to go anywhere. We can compete with the SEC.'" Now, when that's being said, I don't think Texas and Oklahoma are going to be winning a whole bunch of games anytime soon um, coming up, uh, is, especially if they come to the SEC. I don't see that happening at all. I think they're going to be the punching bag. Um, I think, you know, I don't know how long Nick Saban has in time, but I don't know if he plans on still coaching. But <clears throat> if he's still the coach, I don't think Alabama's going anywhere anytime soon, too. So there is definitely that. Um, so I, I think it's a good move. I think also with this move happening with Texas and Oklahoma coming to the SEC, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to go out on a limb right now. And this is all on wax, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think there's going to be an NCAA by 2025. I think with the rules and as far as players being able to make money now, I I think that, you know, there's, there should be no reason why there's an NCAA. There shouldn't be a governing body over these, these conferences. I think that eventually somehow, some way, I think Clemson might try to creep up in the sec. Um, I don't know if they want that smoke, but we'll see. Um, I think that you'll have like a central, a central America, you know, big 10 type of super conference. And then you're going to have a West coast super conference. I think we're just going to go into four, four conferences, It's going to have about 20 to 24 teams um, there, and and, and it's going to be, there's no reason to have the NCAA at that point, so we'll see what ends up happening, but I I found it to be very, very interesting, and then also, you know, Texas, I mean, I don't think, I don't don't see why, the SEC would be dummies if they told Oklahoma and Texas, nah, we don't want you there, uh, because Texas does have their their own network, but it ain't like the SEC network, so. We'll see what ends up happening, but I I feel like this is, I think Texas and Oklahoma is on the trend on the upwards of getting rid of the NCAA, which should have been got rid of years ago, being the fact that they just, you know, it was modern day slavery for these college college athletes. And now that, you know, college athletes are able to make a profit off of their, their likeness, I'm all for it. I'm all for them making money. I'm all for them. Um, being able to profit off of their own name, why not? You know, an engineer student can come come up with a patent within his first couple of years and 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 sell that off and make money off of it. But you're telling a college football player who makes who probably brings in millions of dollars just off of TV revenue that they can't even get a bagel. It doesn't even make sense to me. So I'm all for it. I'm happy for this. Um, I think it brings excitement. Um, and also makes regular season games even more valuable and also weeds out the phony baloney teams, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, um, to a certain extent. Um, So it does does weed out a lot of the phony baloney teams out there that are, I like to say, pretenders. Um, we're, We're definitely gonna see that real, real, real quick with these super conferences merging together. So it's exciting. It's also a good time to get rid of the NCAA. And we're gonna, I'm telling you within, by 2025, we're gonna see a lot of these power conferences shaping up together and that means that brings up to something else this week that I'm really not looking forward to. <laughs> y'all, come on y'all. Let me let me ask y'all this question. And I and I and I posted it on social media earlier today. Hey man, is it me or does anybody even care about the NBA draft? Um yeah, who cares? Who cares? I mean, I I can't I can't name you three players in the NBA draft. They got uh donovan mitchell davion mitchell that went to baylor um number he wears the same number and and got the same initials and you know you got future and and you got future and, and designer that's what i that's what i feel like i'm hearing you got little baby dub baby with davion mitchell against donovan mitchell i mean okay um, i know baylor won the national championship i think they did um they talking about this Jalen Suggs kid is supposed to be good um yeah I don't trust anybody that comes out of bag. sorry just blame it on their track record never had faith in Adam Morrison um Roy Hachimura yeah he won second team all, all rookie last year but he cool um but yeah um yeah Jalen Suggs you I mean okay You know, they they talking about he's supposed to be the truth. I mean, cool. This Cade Cunningham kid that went to Oklahoma State, but I don't even think they went to the national tournament, the national tournament this year. So we got another Ben Simmons running around here who can't even get his team to win 15 games again in the big dance. All right, cool. Um, Who's presumably supposed to be the number one overall pick but didn't want to talk to any other teams, I mean, okay. Um, then you got, you got you know, I, I just don't know. And here's the thing. We, we've gotten to the point where these NBA drafts, if you ain't got like the top three picks in the draft, you ain't, you you taking a crap shoot. Um, you had last year, you had Anthony Edwards and you had uh, uh, LaMelo Ball. Um, and I can't even think of anybody else that was a rookie that balled out. That kid from Sacramento was okay. Um, but yeah, I, I think, the NBA draft is probably more riskier than the NFL draft, so forgive me for trying to act like I know what I'm talking about as far as these people that are coming into the NBA this year, but I ain't gonna lie, bro. I don't care. I, I don't care. Um, they, they, it's just gotten to the point where you're gonna have to show me something. Um, I'm going to the Summer League games next in two weeks, so I'll check out some of these players, but I'm not holding my breath on anybody that comes out on the draft, and I know it's a team like Oklahoma that's got like 30-some picks between now and 2025. Let me tell y'all something about holding on to all these draft picks. NBA draft picks are equivalent to Bitcoin. You don't know what you got until it's time for you to cash out. So everybody that's running around here with Bitcoin and all this other stuff, you really don't know what you got until it's time for you to put your money where the mouth is. And that's the same thing with these draft picks. So, you know, Golden State, they they, they on the ball. They, they trying to get rid of these two lottery picks that they got because they're in the win mode now. They want to win now. And having draft picks right now, and they were a testament with James Wiseman last year, they ain't got time to be babysitting nobody. They ain't got time. They want to, they got Clay. that's, Clay supposed to be coming off of an injury. They got Steph that's not getting any younger. You got Draymond that's not getting any younger. These cats want to try to make one more mad dash, and babysitting anybody right now is not on the top of their priority. So, I mean, you know, I, I don't know what the Rockets are going to do. The Rockets have, I've heard said that they're still open, willing to get rid of, you know, trade that number one pick. I mean, if this Cade Cunningham is such a sure end pick, why are the Rockets trying to get rid of, you know, their number one overall pick when they do got picks, as it is? Are they in win mode now? No, but they're in rebuilding. But they're in this part of rebuilding to the point where they seem like they want to get rid of the number one overall pick. So that just shows me, to me, that shows me that this draft is not that deep. It's not that good. It's going to be a lot of disappointments in in, in in the upcoming couple of seasons. I'm going to give these people, you know, the NBA, it's it's a dog eat dog world. And if you ain't if you ain't proven nothing in two years, they'd they be willing to ship, ship you off real quick. I didn't realize that uh, Evan Turner, who I believe won Rookie of the Year, that guy's an assistant coach for the Boston Celtics, or he was an assistant coach for the Boston Celtics. And he was just in the NBA within the last five to seven years. Didn't even make it. So I'm I'm just, I'm cool off the draft. I ain't covering it. Don't plan on watching it. Don't care. Don't care. Only thing I care about is see if the Warriors are actually going to flip those two picks. I don't know if they're going to add James Wiseman in. Um, I don't know who they plan on getting. They're talking about Bradley Bill. Um, that's a bit of a reach, if you ask me. Um, I feel like they're going smaller. Um, you know, there's talk about getting Pascal Siakam, but he's coming off of a major shoulder injury. I don't know if that's even worth the risk because he's going miss, to miss a huge portion of next season, at least like the first two months. So. I don't know if they can even afford giving up games, so I don't know, um, but we'll see. Um, and I don't know. This, this draft just doesn't seem—I think it's just a lot of overhype to me, um, and people are just trying to make it out to what it needs to be, you know, to get ratings and things like that, but it ain't that serious, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it, just, it just ain't. It just ain't. Um, with that being said, you also got Team USA coming up in a few—a uh, few—soon— I believe they'll be playing iran so this should be a huge bounce back game for them to get it together um they were saying that they were depending on drew holiday chris middleton and devin booker i don't know what you can ask for somebody for three people who just gave their all out heart in a in hard fought six game series for over the span of two weeks but we'll see um but it got me thinking it got me thinking real quick about great popovich and i know coach pop is a respected coach he's one of the all-time greatest coaches but Man, he don't seem like he know how to adapt. Um, he don't. He don't. He don't seem like he know how to like adapt with superstars. Um and he playing with and I and I forgot that he was on the coaching staff of that that Larry Brown led team in two thousand and four, where it was uh, it was LeBron's rookie year, Carmelo, and I believe Dwayne Wade, Allen Iverson, Tim Dunn. It was just a, a team of. Uh, it was just a disaster. And I feel like right now they're 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 headed down that way. Um, I feel like this squad does not have a true point guard. I mean, you can kind of say maybe Drew Holiday, but he's more of a combo guard. Um, They have shooters. They got Dame. They got KD. um, They got Chris Middleton. So I think that they should be able to get something done. But I don't know. This team is just not a makeup. And Draymond King is probably my favorite basketball player. And I'll go on the limb and just say this right now. I don't think he's a team. I don't think he's fit for Team USA. I don't think he fits that mold, um, you know, as far as it being that – that end-all, be-all number four, uh, stretch four kind of guy. So, um, Jason Tatum has been very, very disappointing. KD has been disappointing. Dane Guilder. So, I think they just this team that Jerry Colangelo and, uh, and and Coach Pop put together it's not the best team. And you know, they're talking about well, you know. Uh, 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 France has five NBA players. Well, guess what? The USA has supposed to have twelve NBA basketball players, and they picked up some dude. I don't even. Keon Johnson, Carian Johnson. I don't even know who this dude is, but they 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 got him. Um, they couldn't get they couldn't pick up John Morant. They couldn't get Trey Young. Um, you know there was a whole lot of other players that they could have tried to swoop up. James Harden. I know he you know he was in Paris. He ain't too far away. So I don't know, but I'll tell you like this is much as I think Team USA should be able to win the gold, I don't even know if they're going to medal this year, y'all. I really don't know if they're going to pick up a medal this, this year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. You got Luka out here. Luka is out here dropping damn near 50 points in, a, in an Olympic basketball game. So, I don't know what the future looks like for Team USA. Um, honestly, I think Steve Kerr would have been a better choice of a coach for this type of international game um, as a coach pop. Um, but, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But hey, I hope everybody's enjoying this podcast, available on all platforms. But we can't boogie on up out of here without having the sports business podcast dummy of the day. So, if anybody doesn't know, I live here in Vegas, uh, and I've becoming—I, you know—turned in my San Jose Sharks uh, fan fan card and picked up the Vegas, Las Vegas Golden Knights fan card. And if for those who don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about hockey. So we're switching gears real quick, and we're going to get into a little bit of hockey real quick. So the dummy of the day actually goes to the Vegas Golden Knights franchise. Man, y'all got some explaining to do. So with people who don't know hockey, um, they should know the name Marc-Andre Fleury. Common common name, casual fan, I should say, should at least know who that guy is. Um, the dude just won Best Goalie of the Year. He's a three-time Stanley Cup champion. And when the Golden Knights had their expansion draft, he was their first pick. One of the all-time greatest goalies of all time. Um, apparently, they traded this dude. Traded him. Didn't even tell him. He found out on Twitter. He didn't even have the cojones to tell this man that we trading you to the Blackhawks. Chicago Blackhawks. And we're getting nothing but beans and rice in return. Um, I believe they got... Uh, they ended up getting a, a minor leaguer um, so, so so they traded one of the all time greatest goalies for a minor leaguer and that was it and Mike Andre Flair found out via Twitter that he was traded and now he's pondering if he even wants to play and if he's going to retire um, which I mean I feel it but man the Golden Knights what was y'all thinking like that's how y'all do people like you, you don't want to at least pick up the phone and say hey bro we, we getting rid of you um, that, that's not cool and, you know, for a team that was just a couple of games away from making their second, you know, being able to get into the Stanley Cup finals within the last four years of existence. Man, I think if I'm Mark Flurry or Mark Andre Flurry's agent, I'm letting everybody know in hockey, this is what the franchise does to you. So <sighs> Golden Knights, I think, you know, you about to turn into being a competitive sports team and just being now attract an attraction on the strip because you, you didn't do yourself no favors by doing this. Um, I, I really don't think so. I really don't think y'all did any favors by just not telling the man, hey, we're going to trade you, and he has to find out over Twitter. That's damn near almost worse than Harrison Barnes finding out that he got traded in the middle of the basketball game. Um, so, I don't know. It's going to be a long hockey season, I think, for Knights fans next year. So, letting go of their best player, one of their fan favorites, the guy who held the city down, who, who liked being here. It's a bad move, but hey. You make your bed, you're lying. And so whatever happens after the season for the Knights, hey, man, you can't even add at nobody but yourselves on that. So, but hey, we about to get up out of here. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. We're going to run it back next week. Uh, we got training camp, NFL training camp that's opening up next week. actually open up this week. So we should have some preseason games coming in. We got more Olympics to cover. We got a whole bunch of stuff to come, come up to because, you know, football season's right around the corner Aaron Rodgers, hopefully we'll see something what's going on with him. We're gonna see if the Bucs can run it back. We're gonna see what the my my beloved Raiders, probably nothing. But we're gonna get in all of that. So, you know, check out, check us out. Be on the lookout for anything that's on social media related to sports business. Other than that, we out of here. Appreciate it.